The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Welcome to the Grace in Focus podcast broadcast. We're glad that you're with us today as we continue our short series on the Old Testament prophet and book called Habakkuk or Habakkuk or Habakkuk. Why is it that God is going to allow a horrible nation to judge his people Israel, his misbehaving people Israel, but they're not as bad as the horrible nation? Habakkuk is trying to make sense out of this, and that's what we'll talk about today. Please stay here. In the meantime, I want to tell you about our website, faithalone.org. I hope that you'll go there. That's faithalone.org. You'll see a lot of our resources, books, e-books, a place to give to our ministry, a cost-free subscription to our magazine, Grace in Focus, and you will also see information about our national conference coming up in May, May 22nd through 25th. It's very important. I hope that you'll consider being with us this year at Camp Copus in Denton, Texas, right near our headquarters. We would love to have you with us. Registration details and other information is on our website. Once again, faithalone.org. Now Bob Wilkin, Dave Renfro, and Ken Yates continue talking about Habakkuk. Welcome back to Grace and Focus, David. Thank you. This is I'm learning a lot about Habakkuk. This is really interesting. And today we're hitting chapter one, verses twelve through seventeen, which mm-hmm. is Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Habakkuk's <laughs> second question. Right. The second question arises out of the Lord's first answer to his first question. Habakkuk asking the first question, Lord, you're not doing anything. And the Lord says, yes, I am. I'm bringing the Chaldeans, these (laughs) these horrible people down to judge what's going on in Judah. And he said, you know, that's just horrible. Because look at Habakkuk's second question. It's based upon the idea that the Lord is using these horrible people called the Chaldeans or Neo-Babylonians to be the instrument of holy justice. So this is Habakkuk's second question based upon that answer. Notice he says, are you not from everlasting? O Lord, my God, my Holy One. Notice how he repeats epithets of the Lord. O Lord, which is Yahweh, the covenant God, my God, that's Elohim, that's his creator. And then he's calling him my Holy One. And so He's veering the conversation to God's holiness here. Talking about his character. Why would a holy God use such a wicked people? So he's setting the stage for what he's going to say here. And you've been that forever. Or you're not from everlasting. Yes. This is who you are. This is who you are, and you seem to be going against your own character. So then he says, we shall not die, O Lord. You have appointed them for judgment, O rock. See how he calls them the rock? And it's fascinating. I think he gets that from Deuteronomy, the Song of Moses, because in the Song of Moses in Deuteronomy 32, he calls him the rock. So it could be that Habakkuk is very well versed in the Old Testament law, especially the book of Deuteronomy. But notice it says, you have marked them for correction. Notice how he's going with the attributes of God, what we would call the systematic theology. You know, you are of purer eyes to behold evil. You cannot look upon evil, and you cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously? What he's saying is, you just said that you're going to do something that, in my mind, is totally against your character. That's where Habakkuk's coming from. And then in verse 13, he says, And you hold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than he. In other words, the righteous are suffering, and you still do nothing. The people that want to live according to the dictates of your law, Lord, that wants to be righteous, 
you're doing nothing. And from his perspective, he's trying to build an argument that the Lord cannot overcome. Look, you're doing things that are totally against your own character. Even I can see that. Right. And that's where Habakkuk's coming from, his perspective. And then verse 14, why do you make men like fish of the sea? What in the world does that mean? In other words, the fish of the sea are vulnerable. There's no ruler. There's no army to protect the population. There's nothing there. You're making us that way. You've got this horrible group of people that are sophisticated warriors coming in, and we're just like fish in a pond. We're just sitting there waiting to be devoured. The verse 15 continues that. They take up all of them with a hook. They catch them in their net and gather them in their dragnet. Therefore, they rejoice and are glad. Verse 15 is a very picturesque of saying they're dead. Yeah. Just a little note. Most of the book of Habakkuk is poetry. Uh And so you're going to see pictures. That's what he's using here with the fish and the net and the dragnet and all that. These are very picturesque ways of saying you're causing us, your innocent, defenseless fish, to be devoured by these horrible people called the Chaldeans, and you're doing nothing. He's using this very picturesque poetry to get his point across. What is it, the phrase, shooting fish in a barrel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like, we're the fish, and here comes the Babylonians, and they're just shooting us in the barrel, and there's nothing we can do about there's it. There's not a thing you can do about right. it. Right. But there's also an underlying point here, and that is, for centuries, God has protected Israel, even though they didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Against all of these more powerful nations. Like we talked about previously with the Assyrians. Yeah. Now, my guess is that we've kind of touched on that the Jews in the South were saying, well, yeah, God did this because we've got the temple. Mm -hmm. God has delivered us because we have the temple and he's going to do it again. But now, wait a second. Now you're saying the Babylonians are going to come in and do this to us. Yeah, because when God withdraws his hand of protection, they can't withstand the Chaldeans or anybody else. Yeah, and that's what's going on here, except this is extremely, you can tell the intensity going on here. We're just a bunch of fish, and they, like verse 15, essentially saying, they're going to catch us, they're going to kill us, and they're going to laugh about it. Rejoice and be glad. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna have a great old time killing us. Notice verse 16, they sacrifice to their net. They worship their own net as a well, god? <laughs> what I read, and, and this was new to me, in some pagan cultures, soldiers would actually, we would call it ordain, but they would, over their bow and arrow or over their rifle or whatever, they would go, I'm committing you to killing 10 of the enemy or something like that. In other words, they're ordaining them to do a certain thing. And that may be in view here where the Chaldeans are taking their bows and arrows and spears and they're sacrificing to their weaponry as if the weaponry is the one that's given them the victory. The net is the thing that killed them. The spear is what killed them. And therefore the spear has power and therefore it's worthy of worship because it has that power. I mean, that's typical. Like the, they worship the sun because the sun's got a lot of power. Well, if a spear can go through a body and kill a human being, That means that spear's got some power. Therefore, it's not a stretch to worship a spear or a net or whatever. Notice it says they burn incense to the dragnet because of them who share is sumptuous and their food plentiful. What's the contrast of that? The Judeans don't have any food. 
the Judeans are suffering, but the Chaldeans are taking over all the fields. They got plenty to eat and they're having a great old time. They go out, they kill a bunch of people, and then they have a party. That's kind of the picture here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then the last thing, verse 17, shall they therefore empty their net and continue to slay nations without pity? That's the last question of what Habakkuk is saying. You know, he he starts with, oh, Lord, my holy one. And then he ends, are you going to let them empty their net and have a great old time? These horrible people and, and have victory over your own covenant people. So is what, it, ki- what kind of God are you is almost yeah. implied here. But isn't he essentially bargaining with God? I mean, he's trying to get God to do what he wants God to do. I, I think this is once again a matter of really bad perspective. I think Habakkuk is trying to remind the Lord of who he is and that he's he's going against his character in the sense that, you know, if somebody came up to you or me and says, hey, this isn't who you are. You're doing some horrible, miserable thing. This isn't this isn't you. And I think kind of that's where Habakkuk's coming from. Lord, you're holy, you're the creator, and you're allowing these horrible people to kill everybody else and enjoy it, and you're allowing that? And the idea of emptying their net is they just keep doing this over and over again. Over and over, right? you're right. They did, they did it to this country, they did it to this country, now they're doing it here. They just keep emptying their net and filling it back up again. It just... Well, yeah, Lord, when are you going to stop this? Right. And it ends, of course, with verse 17. The question essentially says, will the Lord allow the Chaldeans to continue their atrocities until every Judean is done away with? That's kind of what where Habakkuk is at this point. Lord, yeah, you're going to do something, but this isn't what I had in mind. <laughs> Are you going to allow these horrible people to destroy every Judean, every one of your covenant people? And that's how he ends his second question. So it's like the picture of a fisherman who casts his net over, brings in a load, empties it, throws the net in again, brings in another load, empties it, and just keeps doing it over and over that's again right. until there's none left. And there, and the fisherman is going, wow, I'm getting rich by doing this. I'm having a great time. Right. You know, And that's, that's where Habakkuk is coming from because he's likening the Chaldeans to fishermen who are just raking it in. An evil and evil fishermen, right. Very evil, wicked, atrocious people. And the bad thing is the Lord's allowing him to enjoy it. Hey, let's go out and kill people and then have a party. That's where Habakkuk's coming from. Now, 2-1 is actually no longer part of the question, but this is a transition between the question and the Lord's answer, That's right? That's exactly right, yeah. What he does is he says, chapter 2, verse 1, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart like he's a security guard at the gate. But what he's doing is he's watching for signs of activity out there. A real guard or a real sentry is looking for bad stuff happening. What uh, Habakkuk is doing is I'm going to stand up here like a security guard or like a sentry. And I'm going to wait to see if the Lord says anything about my great question that I just asked. Habakkuk may be even thinking, I think I got the Lord on this one. Yeah. You know, and notice he says at the end of verse one, he says, watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. (laughs) Yeah. So he's anticipating a second answer from the Lord. And then Habakkuk anticipates that he's going to have a third question based on what the Lord said in the second answer. Well, very good. Well, so next time we'll look at 
the Lord's Respon- second response, answer, his right. response. In the meantime, keep grace in focus. Thank you, gentlemen, for that interesting discussion. Would you like to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those which is extremely popular is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read, and people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. We would like to thank all of our financial partners who help us keep this show going. All gifts are tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can be a financial partner, visit us at faithalone.org. We are so happy when we hear from listeners. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And next time on Grace and Focus, come back and we'll talk about Habakkuk a little more. God has an answer to his complaints, and God's word will never fail. Be sure to be here. We'll save a place for you. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.